Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week we take a look back at the win over Barnsley, looking ahead to the final game of the season against Nottingham Forest, talking the gentry and the social media boycott. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals and with me, as always, is Dave Seddon. Dave, how are we after the bank holiday weekend? The weather was great, wasn't it, <laughs> on Monday? Yeah, that way you'd so, expect. Yeah. We're sat here Tuesday morning and looking yeah. outside, it, it's blowing, it's going to rain at some point again. Yeah. Yesterday, what a washout, but Saturday and Sunday were all right. Yeah, I got woke and up a few times by my bin moving around my garden this morning, <laughs> yeah, getting dragged yeah. around by the wind. The good news is I got to the pub on Friday night as well, hey. so, yeah, so I enjoyed that. And we're sitting here on uh, Star Wars Day. Yeah, made a fourth made be with, be with you. you. Oh dear me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, prequels, sequels, what, where, do you, where do you stand on those sort of things? Do you have an opinion on Star Wars? I'm not a big Star Wars oh. fan, no, I think the last one I saw was the Empire Strikes Back, I think. So, All right. Yeah, oh, so. fair enough. No, no, I'm not. I'm not I'm Still need sorry. to watch The Mandalorian, I mean, that's, no. that's a big one. Other uh, other series are available. <laughs> <laughs> we're not a plug, but anyway. Um, well, North End, mm-hmm. that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah. Winning again. Yeah. Just well, It's easy, isn't it? Just, fr- just win. Three on the bounce. That's equaling the best I've had this season, isn't mm-hmm. it? I think they won three on the bounce over Christmas, and mm. then three yeah, on the bounce Yeah, they needed now. to at that point, didn't they? It yeah. felt like it was... It, mm-hmm. this was like it felt like if they didn't get some wins then pr- the mo- a lot more pressure would have gone on Alex Neal at that point but they yeah. kind of pulled it out of the bag a little bit didn't they and yeah and obviously we've moved on now and mm. no 2-0 win against Barnsley um, adding to the the 1-0 win at Coventry the week before mm-hmm. and then the, the 3-0 win over Derby so again another clean sheet that's four clean sheets on the row mm-hmm. when you got the, the Stoke the Stoke goalless draw in there so that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Clean, clean sheet, no offend. More clean yeah. sheets than Purcell. Yeah. O- other, no- <laughs> other washing powders are <laughs> yeah. available. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they ha- really haven't conceded much at all mm-hmm. under Frankie McAvoy. They've conceded, aside from, I mean... The five. <laughs> yeah. Aside from the absolute pasting by Brentford, which we, we've... We've, we've covered kind of, that, yeah. Yeah, we kind of, dis- not dismiss it, but we kind of exclude it because yeah. they were 2-0 yeah. down against a good side and yeah. then Frankie McAvoy said, look, we tried to change it, it didn't work, we got yeah. punished for it and that kind of happens. But aside from that, mm-hmm. they've conceded one. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the Brentford one, it's a game Frankie can't leave behind. He keeps referencing mm. it. I don't know, it's almost like a... Oh, I don't know. It's almost in therapy. I don't know. Yeah, but he, he seems He's to been want burnt to, by it, hasn't he? Yeah, he keeps going back to the Brentford one. How he had to change it after that, and how he, he tried to be too gung ho, which is fair enough, you mm. know. But let's you know sort of leave that now. That was two nil in the first half against a good side. He tried to chase it, got their asses 
kickbacks. <laughs> yeah. like, apologies to anyone who <laughs> doesn't like a bit of bad language. But, uh, and, but yeah, apart from that one, they conceded against Norwich, against, you know, the, the Championships know. player of the year. Yeah. For the, for the champions scored it. You yeah. Know? So, um, exactly. And they've come up against, um, so they've come up against the champions and three playoff sides. Mm-hmm. In that run, yeah. and conceded yeah. well. All right, if I say three champ- uh, playoff sides, yeah. they've conceded six, yeah. but two other champ- uh, playoff sides, yeah. they conceded one. Yeah, the, the, in terms of goals scored and conceded, they're eight six up. I think you mm. know they're winning eight six on aggregate. So mm. yeah, it's, it's 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 a good record. You know, like when Frankie McAvoy said to us after the the game. Was it before before Barnsley? Fought? No, it was after the Barnsley game. He said things have gone better than he expected. Mm. I think he was always confident he'd keep North End up, keep mm-hmm. them out of trouble. But to be what eighteen points clear at the moment, up in thirteenth place. Yeah, it's it's it, it, even he admitted it's gone a lot better than he thought it would. Yeah, it's a, it's a world away from from where North End were when he took over. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, North End were getting dragged into a relegation fan. Now it's not. You know, I mean, top half. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Is that that's where you're looking rather than mm-hmm. rather than down, and that's that's a completely different a completely different season. If you can finish in the top half, no matter what's gone on, mm-hmm. you know, you'll go. Oh, it's not a bad season in the end. You know, it's about where you probably expect PNE to be, given the budget and the players and what they generally are able to do. Given the budget mm-hmm. and things like that, they should probably be even lower. Yeah. But given that North End generally play it a little bit above their station each season mm-hmm. you know that's kind of where you've come to expect them and and it, if Frankie McAvoy, Mac, the Frankie McAvoy can get there then every credit exactly the you you look at the results and you know how they've done now when 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 they parted company with Alex Neal mm. points wise they weren't terrible you know it wasn't as if my God, the bottom three are that close. What was muddy in the waters was Rotherham's games in hand. Yep. Um, and the fact that North End were on such a, uh, a downward trend of form yeah. that... They he, weren't playing well. Yeah, it wasn't he, that he, results weren't going... They just didn't he, look like getting a result, no, did they? I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I've no crystal ball. I'm not sure if they got relegated under Alex Neal. Mm. Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you one thing. They'd be a lot closer to it than they are now. Yeah. Had they not made that decision, I just think Alex would carried on in the same vein, probably feeling a bit down on himself, feeling a bit down on the team. Almost like a rut, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it, something had to change it. And it had to be, in the end, it had to be as radical as changing manager. Hmm. Um, needed, I, fr- I, it needed fresh life, didn't it? It did. Just needed it, a bit of... And, and, it, and he's got it, you know. Yeah. Like, he, I honestly couldn't see it. This is nothing against Alex Neal, who feel, feels a very good manager. Yeah but it Thank just you. was run, time had run out at North End. I just couldn't have seen him producing with how things were and the same voice in the dressing room mm-hmm. and the same training, etc., and the same tactics. It would not have produced three wins, two draws and a defeat, I don't think. Yeah, and even looking at North End's um, wins and losses this season, it's still a, a, it's always been a little bit funny when you look at it, and it still is, is that, you know... They've lost 21 games this season. Most teams below them have lost less yeah. until you get to Huddersfield in 20th and then the bottom four have all lost more games. Mm-hmm. But then the 17 wins that they've picked up is is much more like the top half. It's, yeah. You know, Millwall are, are ahead of them in 11th and they've, they've won two games less. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that there's not been any draws in there that, yeah. that has really kind of scuppered the season. And I think scuppered a lot of momentum 
that that was trying to be found under Alex Neal. It was never that, oh, we've got a few games unbeaten. You know, we didn't play well, but we didn't lose. It was always, we played all right, but then we did manage to lose it. Like, it was always seeming that almost snatching defeat from the the draws of, like, getting a draw or something. It was, well, it, it was, it was like strange, the, wasn't it? It was like the example around the end of February, start of March. Mm. They beat Huddersfield 3-0 on the Saturday. Yep. And then they had Millwall away on the Tuesday yeah. night, and they were within two or three minutes of coming away with a draw there, mm-hmm. as it was they got beat. Then they responded with a one-all draw against Bournemouth, which was on paper a decent result. But the fact they hadn't had anything to back up from the Huddersfield game in between, if they got another point out of the Millwall game, that would have been five points from three games. Mm. It's four, you know, it's four. It's not as good, is it? So yeah. And I think getting back to the Barnsley game, North End were good value for the win as well, weren't they? I thought you they know? were. Yeah, I thought it was a real. It wasn't the prettiest of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barnsley are quite a direct side. Maybe not as direct as some people have made out, mm. like Wimbledon or something. But they like to clip the channels. They mm-hmm. like they like to knock the ball forward. They play they play a sort of three four three. They've got Dyke up front, who's a big strong boy. He really was. I don't think he did a in terms of goal scoring opportunities and whatnot, he didn't do a great deal on Saturday, but you could see why he's been important to him. But, yep. you know, he can hold it up, he, he'll, he'll run the channels, he'll take players on. I thought Alex Mowat looked bright in midfield as well. He's had a good he season. He did, he did, yeah. Although I thought, thought they nullified him quite well. Yeah. 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 Um, but the, 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 the only made two changes, there was some talk, you know, with Barnsley having got into the playoffs, mm. would he rest a few? But he only made two changes. And the, I think, one of one of them who he who he rested, he brought on at half time anyway. Yeah. You know, uh, if you noticed, um, they made a triple sub at half time. That has really been a key part of that guy's um, management at Barnsley. He's, okay, he likes his triple subs. Valerian half half time early in the second half. Mm-hmm. He likes to leave one of his main strikers on the bench to bring him on to make an impact. It's right. quite an interesting. Uh, no, knowing that you've got five subs, you, you know you're able to play a little bit. He's able to play a little bit more on that, yeah. and that's been key keeping up their energy and whatnot. But they came to deep there over, you know, the side which had basically had been on this good run of wins, mm. only made two changes. And, and, and to be fair, North End matched them and, and at times were a better side, I thought. Yeah, definitely. And, and like, I mean, I know I mentioned it on the podcast a lot, but I, I listened to the away team commentary just to get their, their view. And, and they were very complimentary of North End and basically yeah. said, you know, Barnsley aren't at it. Barnsley had a few chances. Mm. You know, they had enough in the game to potentially oh, yeah. get something on another day but were largely just nullified by North End. North End were doing a job on them, and I completely agree, really, that North End, although Barnsley, like I say, did have chances, I wouldn't say anything was massively clear-cut, and, you know, I didn't overly feel like PNE were in that much danger. And I think as well, that comes from the fact that they're building on these clean sheets, and you kind of have that there where you know they have it in the locker, whereas early in the season, and I think I mentioned this last week, that it'd take at least two goals to get a win mm-hmm. or you'd have to at least score to get something from the game, yeah. minimum, you know. And, and now that's just not the case for PNE. They can get a goal and on on any given week can sit on that yeah. and can still get a result from that. If you see, with it, with, just before we talk about the North End goals, we just have a look at, you know, when if North End were troubled at the back. Mm. Barnsley had the early chance when it was Corley Rudrow took the ball down the left-hand side of the box, squared it to Chaplin, he sort of opened his body up and got it, his angles horribly wrong and scuffed it wide. Mm. There was uh, one 
there's the one from the long throw where Helic had the overhead kick, which Everson had to dive to save, but it did. He wasn't really stretching him, was yeah. it? And I was, if he scores an overhead kick, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> you can have that one. Yeah. But it, <laughs> Fair it, enough. Basically, he was diving, but he was more falling to one side to hold it. Mm-hmm. But then there was a very good save six minutes from the end. Jasper Moon, the sub, had a, a shot on the turn yeah. after a free kick had dropped in the box, and it was a good instinctive save from Everson with his legs. But apart from that, mm. he had a few. A lot of free kicks and corners, which he whizzed into the near post area, didn't he? Looking for flick ons. Yep. But North End dealt with that well. So, mm. and you got the clean sheet out of it. And again, it's something we said last week. And, I, and, and it's good that we're saying the same things because it shows consistency from North End. But like, Everson hasn't had a great deal to do. You yep. know, it, it in, in the sense that I, I say that more in comparison to recent weeks. It seems most weeks we were coming on this podcast and saying, what a save by Daniel Everson. Mm. What a save. Like, he's at it again. He was 9 out of 10, wasn't he? For a, you know, there's, yeah. Even in games when they were winning or taking a draw, he'd made three or four good saves at nil-nil or whatever or yeah. to keep the score down. So Yeah, it, it, was, it was almost like a walk-in. Every week you could get a new highlight reel out of him where he was pulling something, making a save from behind him or this incredible reflex save or something like that. Yet, in these recent weeks, those are... Those moments are getting fewer and fewer, yeah. which is a good thing because North End are tightening up. They've got that consistency at the back, which I think has been very important. The way that Frankie McAvoy has come in and gone, I like three five two. We're going to stick with that. We'll play our way. We're still going to keep an eye on the opposition, but we'll play our way as well, and we'll see if they can they can beat us on the day, which I think has been missing for some time with PNE, which is kind of understandable given that at one stage they couldn't buy a win, they couldn't buy form. I should probably say, but. You know, but you've got to give credit to those three centre halves who settled on mm. Jordan Story, Liam Lindsay, mm-hmm. and Andrew Hughes, who's since came together for the Swansea game and have stuck with it all the way through. Apart from at Stoke, where Lindsay wasn't allowed to play against yep. his parent club, so he moved Story inside into the centre of the three and puts Vandenberg in there. Mm-hmm. Story didn't look too comfortable that day, I thought, but they got a nil-nil out of it, and. No, it's just worked really well, and that segues as nicely into uh, Jordan's story. Yeah. Because his threat came at the other end as I well. Know. Goal and an assist. Yeah. What and a he, player. And, uh, yeah, he, he got the goal, but even before the goal, he'd flick that one. He'd met the long throw from Barcase and to flick one on for the one when Vandenberg got in at the, at, by the post. Mm. Flicked it goalwards, and the keeper made quite a good save for his chest, and he just made himself bigger than the post. So that was story already showing yeah. a threat. And then he popped up 39 minutes, was it, just before half-time to prod North End into the lead? Yeah, yeah. I mean, slightly different, obviously, because it was from a corner. Yeah. But, I mean, poacher. Ball, ball was dropping around. That's it. it was like, uh, it came over, the ball dropped in the six-yard box. It was like pinball in there, wasn't yeah. it? And then, yeah, they just failed to clear, didn't they? And it yeah. kind of ricocheted off a couple it, of bodies. I think it hit Jed Evans. It hit Liam Lindsay. Yeah, there was like two of them there waiting, weren't there? Lindsay yeah. and Story, the two defenders. Yeah. And then Story was sort of, you know, I'd have proud of it. First goal since 2000, January 2019 at QPR. QPR, yeah, the, the yeah. 4-1 Is win, that yeah. when Stockley scored that as well? Was, yeah, it was Stockley's Brown first goal. Brown and Potts. Um, yeah, yeah, and Brown and Potts, yeah. So, is that the uh, Brown header that 
was it Callum Robinson nearly claimed? Is, am I thinking of the right th- one there, or is that different? No, I think that one might have been it. Yeah. It so, but no, but um, but first goal since then, only the fourth goal of his professional career. Mm. So uh, yeah, even the right place at the right time, sniffing around what three or four yards out. That's yeah, like, yeah. You only want your strikers. Yeah, that, get yourself you? between the posts. Yeah, and then obviously early in the second half, it was a, a Tommy B long throw. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. Let's get the phraseology right, Tommy B. Yeah, and. Um, Long throw from the left, and it was Story who sort of came out of the six it yard was box. Such a, it was flick. such a flick on, like it, it, yeah. do you know, like some flicks he just kind of they kind of nod it on, but he like used all of his neck and proper like threw himself forward, like yeah. proper like backwards header to nod it on, and then yeah. And I thought Ev- Evans, Evans, in. Evans stole ahead of his centre half very mm. well there. It's quite a nice finish. It was close range, mm. but. Sometimes you can pull them too close. Yeah, to still needs guidance. Finish stuff, very. Did you notice a celebration, Tom, for the goal? Obviously, in this days of no crowds in stadiums, sometimes mm. goals can be a bit mute. Celebrations can be a little bit muted, not quite as much. But I noticed with this one, they piled over to Barcaves and and it was a lot. I don't know. Watch it back if you get a minute. Mm. And I don't know. I think it was a. If you think with these long throws that they've been using all the way through McAvoy's reign, yeah. It has these throws have led to chances. They have led to a goal, maybe indirectly, when you think mm. of Swansea when the ball got cleared and then played back in. But this was the first one where it's actually directly yeah. first contact was a flick on, and then Evans scored. And they were over to Barky, and I don't know if it was just relief or something, but, yeah. but you know, it was like, look, this one's worked, it's been worth it. Yeah, because it always feels like there's something in it, but yeah. there's never quite been. And it's oh. it's such a, it, it almost made it look easy. Flick yeah. on. Yeah, striker taps it in, yeah. and I suppose as well, it's probably just showing appreciation that it takes a lot of effort to go running around, taking long throws on both sides all the time. The and poor lad, Bart, I think we said it last week. He's always got this sort of hangdog expression yeah. on him, where where he looks a bit tired, sort of yeah. coming out for the warm up. Yeah, I was going to say, runs out just, for the warm up, knackered, doesn't he? That's just Barky. He's not. He's, that's his gait, isn't it? Yeah, he's not a sponge bag footballer, is he? A wash bag footballer. He yeah. turns up, his hair's a bit all over. Yeah, he turns place. up for, yeah. for press after his shower, and is like, yeah, like his he's, he's, hair he's, off. He's, yeah, he's not one who sort of spends hours grooming himself in front of the mirror, <laughs> yeah. is he? But uh, but he, he, each time he comes over to look, take a throw in, he looks like, you know, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's about like to collapse. Yeah, yeah, he's going to fall so, over yeah. after it or something. Yeah. yeah but like, uh, No, but they've used it well, you know, mm. they've found a way, it, it's finding a way, hasn't it? It's been part of the way of finding a way to get points and, yeah. you know, credit to him. Well, that's why you've got strikers, get the ball in the box and then, yeah. you know, it's their job to make something happen. If you're not putting the ball in the box, it's harsh to... Uh, blame strikers too much because yeah. you're not you're not giving them supply. And I mentioned it to you briefly. Uh, I think it was on on Twitter, and I put it in my my talking points that Chad Evans now five goals for the season mm-hmm. since coming in halfway through. If you put it over, and I know it's all you know ifs and buts, all that sort of stuff. But if you put that over the course of a season, mm-hmm. double figures. You know, for a man that's supposed to be the foil, mm-hmm. and he's still playing that way. He's not yeah. really playing as the out and out goal scorer. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad. That's not a bad no. return. If you can put goals alongside him, put someone in there that should hopefully get 15, 20. I know every team's looking for a twenty goal striker, whatever. But you still got to think in that way, haven't you? If if you put someone with 15, 20 goals alongside him and he can chip in with double figures, mm-hmm. you know that you've got you've got a bit of a platform there, haven't you? Really, and and that doesn't also include his his overall game away from that and how much he, he stretches defence and, and makes things happen for other players. Exactly, yeah. He's, he's, I think he scored seven for Fleetwood, didn't he, in the first half of the season. Mm. So, far, yeah, 12, 12 goals this season. 
Um, obviously, the, the Fleetwood ones were a level bit low. But and I think there's a couple of pens in there as yeah, well. Yeah, but pens are pens. He still has to be stuck away. Yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll never take him away from players. So, yeah, he, he, he's been one of those ones who's benefited from the ball getting in the box. And mm. back to the long throws and the crosses and whatnot. North End have got some height in that team, so why not use it? You look at mm. Story, six foot four, mm. flick ons. Lindsay's the same height next to him. Andrew Hughes is six three, yep. underestimated in the air. Yeah. So you may as well use them. Evans is touching six foot, isn't he? Mm. So, uh, so you may as well. If you've got a bit of height in there, Emma Reese is probably tall. Is what six two maybe as well? Yeah, six two, six three. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the big, the, 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 plays. they're all big. You know, there's big lads there. To, yeah. That's why you, you. Why not play to the strengths at the moment? So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think we'll we'll touch on it briefly. And I, I said last week if if Frankie McAvoy gets six points from his last six games, it's very hard to turn him down. Mm-hmm. He beats another playoff side. Mm-hmm. When you're appointing a manager or what might be a head coach, there's always an element of risk. Yeah. Will he come in, do a job, will he suit, all this sort of stuff. Mm. That's sort of mitigated because mm. he's come in and proved he can do it. He knows the club, all this sort of stuff. His case just gets better and better week on week, doesn't it? It does. If if you're gonna base it on results on, as you say, every 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 managerial appointment, whenever you make it, is a risk. Mm. Now, McElroy was given the job to stay up and sort of prove yourself on it. Mm-hmm. He's grown into it, and you can't argue with his results, bar the Brentford one. That's all's coming back to it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'll yeah. keep going on about it. But so he's done that job. He he deserves to be in the running for it. He's mm-hmm. got to be considered. I put him in match report after the game that, uh, well, there's a sort of Sunday verdict I do, that he's making that job, he's making no offence decision, either very easy or very difficult. Mm-hmm. If if they're thinking purely on results and sort of prove yourself in the job, he's doing it. If they're minded for an external appointment, he's making it damn difficult uh, yeah, for him to, to look elsewhere. Yeah, to look at it. Yeah, I still think, I'll say this, I've said it all the way through, Tom, leave it till the end of the season. Yeah. Then have a look at his results, but then at the end of the season, you know, have a look at his results, but then put that part of that to one side, then start comparing him to what could we get elsewhere yep. and, and do it that way. I think. Where do we want to go? Pe- people like are that. saying they're a bit worried, oh, yeah, we're wasting time, but no. there might be, might be someone who leaps off the page from them after the season ends. Mm-hmm. So I do think it is worth, for the sake of another week or two, I'd hold, but if I were no offence, if I were in that decision, I'd be holding back yeah. just to see it. However good a job he's done, I'd just be holding back to see see what there is there and to compare it. Even if, I think if they're going to interview, if they do an interview process, he has to be interviewed. Mm. So even if it's in, just, just, just so they can compare him with other people. I think they should interview other people as well, but com- yeah. you know, so they can compare people. I think it's always a good way to go. I don't think North End are wasting any time. No. I don't think there's. I don't think there's nothing. I don't think there's anything to to lose by continuing for now and getting a look at the end. Like you say, there'll be people that become available or, or things like that. All, all these different things that change. And when it comes to the the only thing that they may lose a little bit of ground on is players. Yet players won't really be controlled too much by the managers. The no. club will be on with that already. Yeah. They'll know who's coming out of contract, who's not going to sign, things like that. They'll be already talking to people and, and, and getting balls rolling on that front. There's not a lot of movement in May anyway because mm. you've still got the 
the Premier League season, if that affects it at all, mm-hmm. that rolls on in, well into the sort of third or fourth week of May. And then you've got the playoffs. So really, you can maybe get a couple of, sort of maybe people agreeing to come on a Bosman or something. Yeah. But I don't think they'll be losing a, a lot of ground. If, if if a player particularly wants to come to you, mm. he'll come anyway. I mean, even, yeah. and even it's got, you look basically at... Basically, the money has to be right. Yeah, yeah, even you look at Patrick Bauer, who was at Charlton and they had the playoffs yet, mm. and they got promoted, mm. yet he still came to North End. It's like, there may be some who are like, well, we'll see what happens after the playoffs and I might stay. But more often than not, it's not about... That what that club can do in the next division. This the PNE are established in the Championship, for yeah. example. We, we assume that they'll generally look down before looking up for signings. Anyway, they there are generally a better prospect than those that had come up, so they're not going to lose ground on that front. There's also the the issue that will arise, not issue, but that where as players' contracts run out, they get an extra month anyway, mm-hmm. don't they? When yeah. The, the contract runs out 30th of June or whatever and they're still paid throughout July and it's only then that they stop earning. So even things like that where you'll see clubs wait and there'll be a, 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 the first week of August there'll be plenty of free signings yeah. made and it's because they're, they're getting a higher wage elsewhere, they're waiting that out and then, so you know, there's not there's not a great deal of um, time wasted really and they're getting results So yeah. and that's the main thing yeah I don't think yeah the season finishes 8th of May doesn't it mm. if, if it gets to sort of the 20th 21st of May or whatever third week of May they've not lost any ground no. I really don't and if you're gonna if you're gonna either satisfy yourself that McAvoy is the right man mm-hmm. or you're gonna satisfy yourself that someone should be coming in from outside that time's not wasted. Mm-hmm. It really isn't, you know. And a lot um, of people will be off anyway. Yeah, you know, exactly. A, yeah. a lot of people take well, that take just, that time to just refresh. theoretically. We've we've no idea who Peter Isdale and Trevor Hemmings are thinking about. Yep. Uh, you know, I've got a, the they obviously think highly of McAvoy for what he's done, but external candidates apart from the betting markets. Yeah. We don't know, but if we were to let's have a look at the betting markets now. Gareth Ames has been top of this all the way through. Yep. He's still employed. He could technically still get Wickham out of relegation trouble, although it would take the most amazing <laughs> uh, goal difference, finger goal difference for that to happen. But he is gamefully employed and concentrating on Wickham until next Saturday anyway. Mm-hmm. And probably beyond that, he's already talking about what what they can do with Wickham in the future. Now, that might be a bit of manager talk, I don't know. But if you have a look at some of the other candidates involved, and obviously we seem to be going down the ex-North Ender route here, Michael Appleton's trying to guide Lincoln up from the League One playoffs. Mm -hmm. Callum Davidson, who seems to be quite a favourite with um, a section of North End fans, he's got a job in Scotland at the moment at St. Johnson. Their season hasn't finished yet. Yeah. So Having just won the cup, a yeah, cup with them. Yeah, with, with a cup, and now they're in the Scottish Cup semi-final. Mm-hmm. So, as you say, they're not losing ground because seasons haven't finished yet. I'm, not, I'm just plucking three, two or three random names out of you know out of the hat there. So, yeah. you, you know, a bit of time, give it a bit of time, and uh, I think buy themselves a bit of time, have a look at it, and then you know go for it. Jose Mourinho's out of work. Absolutely. The, <laughs> the special one. He'd be, he'd, yeah. No, he's, he's got his Sunday Times column to write oh, yeah. the Euros, hasn't That's he? True. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I remember when North End appointed Craig Brown. He uh, the, the, the appointed him. Sort of, uh, David Moyes had been uh, had left for Everton in the March. 
Kellam O'Hanlon had uh, you know, taken over as caretaker manager. But then the season finished early because the World Cup in Japan and South Korea started pretty early because of the, the rainy season over in the Far East. And uh, I think we gave Craig Brown the job, but then the... He, he had a contract with the BBC to do some radio commentary over there. Or something. So we lost Craig Brown for about a month or something. But it was really interesting listening to him. You could tell he was watching players over there with one eye on North End, you know. Yeah. So uh, It's always like yeah. recently uh, Simon Grayson got the Fleetwood job whilst live on Sky covering, yeah. covering Leeds on a Sunday. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But we'll, uh, we'll look ahead to next week. Mm. Nottingham, or this week, sorry. This week, Saturday. Yes. Uh, Forest. Yeah. Also the Gentry. Yeah. Where do we want to start? Let's start with the Gentry Day. Start with the Gentry. Yeah, it's uh, Gentry Day with a difference for the second season running. Obviously, normally, it's suits and bowler hats. Lots of of fans going to the away match. Lots of (laughs) ale, obviously. Uh, Going to the away match. And, you know, remember, you know, at the end of the day, the spirited Gentry Day is about remembrance and it's about remembering yeah. all the North End fans no longer with us, whether they've passed away that year or previously. It's about the former players who have passed away, the mm-hmm. club servants. Everyone's got someone who they want to remember on Gentry Day. Yeah. And that that's behind the, the annual act of remembrance. Gentry Day's been going, 2005 was the first one at QPR, and then it's been going on an annual basis since 2008. The football, it doesn't seem to matter, I don't think. It, you know, Gentry Day is not about what happens on the pitch. It's mm-hmm. what happens off the pitch. If you have a look at results, some of the results have been pretty rotten, actually, on yeah. Gentry Day. But it's, it's more about having a, having a good time and remembering it. This year, obviously, last year, it should have been at Brentford. Mm. The season was paused at the time. The Gentry Day is often February, March, April, you know, towards the end of the season. Yeah. It should have been at Brentford. Obviously, couldn't go ahead when the season restarted in June. June and July, fans couldn't couldn't go as he, you know they're not allowed now even. So they had, they did a sort of virtual one last season, and then you know with people, you know ex players, current players ringing up fans on the day, you know checking mm. if they're all right, and you know fans who, more of the elderly fans and the vulnerable fans who were shielding at the time. They got a phone call from Alan Brown and things like that. It was a great, really good, yeah. really good project that day. And then this season, obviously, we have got a game to watch, and it's a virtual, it's more a virtual one. So it'd be yeah. where you bowl a hat in front of I follow. Really, it's, it is. As, it's not ideal, but it's, it's a it's a way of marking the occasion, and hopefully, it's the last time they'll have to do this. Yeah. And this time next year, or a bit earlier, you know, second half of the season, yeah, we can go somewhere with a full complement <laughs> of away fans and enjoy ourselves. Yeah, the club are doing a, a vast, and I'll. Um, I'm going to, I want to mention this just in case anyone wants to get involved because, like I say, last year the club did really well with the thing. And uh, if you've got a loved one you want to be included in what the club are doing, doing a tribute, send a photograph and the full name, a short message or audio clip to media at pne.com with the subject Gentry Day 2021. Mm-hmm. Then you can kind of be involved in the in what the club are doing for for uh, Gentry Day. You've got to get those sent in by uh, 5 p.m. on Wednesday, the 5th of May, which. Yeah. Gives you probably about if you listen to this straight away when it's released, probably gives you about a day. Yeah. But for uh, anyone who's listening just in time, um, that's that's an option. And keep an eye out on the on the club social media, all that sort of stuff, because that's that's where they'll be doing their thing. And, what I like uh, about Gentry Day, Joe Tom, that is North End. It's no one else. It's unique. Yeah. It's Alan Ball Senior called North End fans a Gentry in 1970, 1970-71 promotions title winning season. 
no one else is a gentry. Mm. No one else wears a bowler hat <laughs> and a suit on, on a match day once a year. This is press. This is as Preston as it comes. Yeah. So uh, you, you you know you, you get other days. I know. I think Birmingham fans have an All Souls Day or something where they. I think they came to North End once with a big following because they remember their fans, but they do it in a different way. You might get fans doing a big fancy dress day at the end of the season, but. Gentry Day in North End, no one else, you know, and uh, no, it's a real proud day to be involved in. As yeah, I say, it's always a dead, uh, real special occasion, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and I suppose in a way it's sort of a double-edged sword where we'll generally get to look on mm-hmm. at, at the Gentry yeah. and it's such a great sight, obviously we'll never, yeah. <laughs> can't really be <laughs> in it, but yeah. it's always such a great sight to be able to report on as well and I'm sure the same thing for players where they're, mm-hmm. They're looking on and they see how together the fan base comes on on days like that. And it, like you say, is unique to PNE. It yeah. is that is PNE. Yeah, you got to pick your matches carefully. Sometimes mm. you know, yeah. it's difficult. The, the usual, uh, the usual gentry politics that yeah. come around every season. It is, it is difficult to uh, pick where to go. You know, mm. like the, the in, in the spirit of it, probably a, a sort of good London away day is the best of it. But some fans will complain it, it's too expensive. It's a long way to go. Fulham? Yeah, they. Yeah, that, it's been at. It's been at. Was that the last away game? Was that was that the Gentry? Or was no, it? The, the last live one was West Brom, which didn't oh, go well because yeah. oh, it was at West Brom on the day that West Brom were chasing Alex Neal, and there was all that sort of yeah. hoo ha about it. And North End were absolutely awful on the day, um, so that sort of spoilt it really. The year before it was at. Uh, the year before it was at Bolton when mm. Sean Maguire put his hat on. Yeah, came off the bench, scored twice. Yeah, he did. Yeah, we got a picture of Alex Neal wearing a hat as well yeah. that day. Thanks to then Steve Cal. <laughs> yeah, then it was at uh, Fulham in 2017. Sort of Neil's uh, uh, no Simon Grayson's last season. That would have been it was Tom Barkhausen's full debut, and he scored that day. Oh. Yeah. But no, but when to win Player of the Month, that, yeah, that, yeah, Fulham. You know, like the London away days are always popular ones mm. for the gentry. You know, uh, you should say it should have been at Brentford last year, um, only for the pandemic to get in the way. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I say, hopefully this time next year we're having a chat about Gentry Day properly live. Yeah. And it's up against Forest, mm-hmm. and it's fair to say they'll have had a they've had a disappointing season Very. this year. They're sixteenth. Mm. Uh, the highest they can finish is 15th above yeah. Rovers yeah. Uh, who cannot catch Preston and uh, we need to get that one in <laughs> didn't they win the title in uh, October time? I believe yeah I think when they were promoted so I, I, I yeah. don't think it matters that no. they're going to finish below North End cause they, yeah. Um, yeah they scored a lot of goals early on so yeah. I think that promoted them yeah, Ty- I think that's how that works Tyrese Dolan got the Ballon d'Or as well yeah, he? yeah yeah he did yeah, yeah. yeah. Well done, and Harvey well Elliott I think is king is yeah, he I think something like that something yeah. Like, yeah. he yeah. deserved it anyway I'm sure all jokes aside it shows <laughs> that a season is a long one he's <laughs> never decided in the autumn so. yeah don't speak too soon I yeah. saw one thing on Twitter of a, a Rovers fan laughing at a North End fan saying mind you know, the gap yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh-huh. love yeah. it um, yeah Forrest very disappointing season. Generally on. spend a lot, don't they? They spend a and hell of a lot. If you remember the size of their squad, how many players yeah. they couldn't involve in the 25 because they had so many. You yeah. know, they, they do sign a lot of big Bosmans, don't they? You know, like, but yeah. they've got a hell of a lot of players there. And for if you think about it, Chris Hooten came in December, was it? Mm. You would have expected a bit more of a turnaround than what he's had. He's, yes, yeah. he's, they were down towards, you know, lower down. They more more in the relegation zone, I think. When they, so he's got him out of trouble. He's got the job done there, but I expected him to push on a bit more. Than They're almost, almost a little like North End in the last year. They were going they were going great until Corona hit, and then they conspired to throw away the playoffs on the they last game. They couldn't buy they? a win, could yeah. they, at the end? Did they 
They, they, they gave the they gave was it Lamucci? They gave him a new contract because yeah. they basically thought they were all but in the playoffs, and then he managed to not get himself into the playoffs. They fell out on the last day, didn't yeah. they? Was it fell out? Cardiff and Swansea. Was it? Yeah, got Ended in. Yeah, in, they, yeah. They, they very dramatically got knocked out. But no, the Forest. You know the size of the club. They are a big club. They were in the Premier League for a mm-hmm. long time. They are former European champions. They yeah. they are. Um, it's been a fall from grace. And as I say, they should be if you're gonna. If you're gonna judge it on budget and wages, mm. they their managers can't complain that they're not being back. They've got some hell of some talented players there. They strike me as a very similar club to Stoke, where yeah. they they sign almost high profile and high earning championship yeah. players. Yeah. You know, they've got. I mean, Lewis Graben's been very good for them, but someone like Lyle Taylor, mm. who did very well at Charlton last year, then was going on a free and basically said, "I'm I'm after my I'm after a pay packet here." Mm-hmm. Got given one at, at Forest and hasn't done a lot. No. Um, you know, people like Jack Colback takes a takes a wage. Things like, people like that that have that have kind of almost flirted with the Premier League mm-hmm. and are generally at the top yeah. end of the Championship. They've got Knockart there on loan, haven't they? Yeah, Knockart Kravinovic, who was at um, West Brom and helped mm-hmm. them get up. Um, you know, people like that. Cyrus Christie, who was in the Premier League, I think with uh, Fulham. Yeah. Um, These wages are not. They're going to be on fortunes. Yep. Now, yep. if. Glenn Murray and Lyle Taylor are on the bench. This tag of North End always get is punching above their weight. Mm. Forest are punching way below theirs. They really are. They're on the canvas almost. uh, They should be doing a lot better than they are. And and you'd think as well, they're bringing in, quote, proven championship players. But Mm. the problem with that is, one, they cost. And two, if things don't go well like where do you go from there if yeah. you've got someone who's a bit unproven maybe has a little chip on the shoulder and, and like I say has a point to prove in in the tough situations they can come good but you, it's very rare you see these sorts of teams with the almost star-studded lineup like Knockart, Kravinovic, uh, Murray, Graben all these sorts of stuff when the going gets tough it's almost like maybe it's a, maybe it's a misconception maybe it's a, a stereotype but it's almost like the toys come out of the pram a little bit or you know I'm better than this we shouldn't be here and it, rather than going we'll get ourselves out it's, yeah. it's more that oh we shouldn't be here the, it's the, almost a going you know. through the motions because they're not terrible it's yeah. not as if they've slumped to the bottom of the table they're just sort of meh aren't they yeah. carrying on sort of yeah we're, we're plodding along but they you know a forest should be challenging at the top end of the division mm. no, you know they've got a good, very they've got a, a manager with a reputation of taking clubs up yeah He'd done it with Newcastle. He took Norwich up, didn't he? Uh, Brighton. Brighton, yeah. So he, he should, you know, they should be doing a lot better than what they are. Yeah, yeah. And and like we say, for the money they spent and the, the personnel there, there's you almost feel like the pieces are there. Mm. It's just the it's just the application. You think of North End season. North End recording today on Tuesday, mm-hmm. depending on what Luton. If Luton get anything more than a point, if Luton get a point tonight against Rotherham. Yep. North End can't finish higher than 13th, can they? We can, uh, the highest as we speak, no. the highest North End can finish at the moment is 12th. Yep. The lowest we can finish is 14th, and we're in 13th at the moment. Yep. It's a bit... And we're <laughs> complaining, we're going, well, it's been a bit of a, an iffy season, it's not been a great season. If I were a Forest fan, I'd be going, oh, Christ, I'm down in 16th, 17th, it's awful. Could finish 19th. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it takes something special because... Um, mm. For uh, Bristol City, are miles behind on goal difference, but in theory, they can finish as low as nineteenth. Yeah. Probably the worst they can really finish is eighteenth. Mm-hmm. But still, you you finished just outside the playoffs last season. Yeah. You know, and again, it's I don't keep harping on about it, but 
you're spending good money on on proper players that yeah. you expect to deliver mm. and they're not. So what what what's going on? Like yeah. what what are you doing? It's big money. They don't seem to I don't I don't know. They don't seem to spend the huge transfer fees, do they? Mm. But they're picking up big Bosmans and big loans yeah. and everything. So uh, yeah. No, but, uh, but it could be a right gripper. Where are they at the moment, Forrest? What position? Sixteenth. Uh, so it's an absolute sixteenth versus thirteenth <laughs> blockbuster yeah. on the final game of the season. We define dead rubber. A dead rubber. <laughs> the the biggest dead rubber I've been involved in, with more rubber than a rubber factory. <laughs> Tom was North Simon Grayson took over from Graham Wesley mm. in what two thousand and thirteen. Got him safe, and at the end of that season, second to last game of the season. North End had to go to Crawley and it had been a game postponed latish in Graham Wesley's era. I remember getting to the ground, first thing the press officer said to me, this one could go, Dave. And then, you know, the referee was out on the pitch rolling the ball, <laughs> it had been pouring down. And, it, uh, you know, it was the day they signed Declan Rudd actually on loan. But that game was postponed. It was, all, it was arranged for the last Tuesday of the season. So here we were at Crawley and I think it was... 13 versus 14th. Preston couldn't get any higher than 14th. <laughs> Crowley couldn't get any higher than 13th. And it was just a dead rubber of dead rubber. And they scored after six minutes and it was a 1 0. And it was, just, it was such a dull game. It was unbelievable. But, yeah. uh, but no, but. Hey, yeah. 12th is to, all to play for. 12th. Yeah, yeah. So it could be, yes. But no, but it, it all depends on Luton, doesn't it? Because Luton, Luton, yeah. Luton play Rotherham. Rotherham. Which has got huge implications at the other end of the division, the yeah. bottom end of the division. Rotherham's last of 500 games in hand. Yeah, yeah. To bring so, them level with the rest of the division. Yeah, that could be. It's really interesting because as things stand, the bottom three are all, all on 40 points, aren't they? Yeah. Obviously, it's not going to get Wickham out of it. But no. conceivably, Sheffield Wednesday, who played Derby, who are yep. fourth bottom at the moment, could uh, they go head-to-head on the last day. It's going to be... It's going to be a real fascinating battle. You're going to lose a big club. You're going to lose Sheffield Wednesday or Derby. Or Derby. If Rotherham, depending on Rotherham, what Rotherham do, you could lose both. Yep. If if Rotherham win tonight, it's Derby and Sheffield Wednesday going down. Mm-hmm. Um, Rotherham would just have to match mm-hmm. Derby's result yeah. to stay safe on the yeah. on the last day, yeah. and, and Sheffield Wednesday would need a win. Right. But then, right. the, a lot of these clubs, you look at them and think. I don't think they could buy a win. I no. mean, Rotherham drew last time. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday drew and have a win in their last five yeah. games. Uh, well, lost, two draws yeah. and a win. Derby lost six on the bounce. Uh, at least, uh, what I'm looking at, mm. it shows five. five they've lost yeah. at least five. Mm. So, yeah, they may well have lost. Might have well six lost by six. now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were safe at one point on Saturday, Derby. They were one mm. nil up at Swansea. And the way yeah. other results were going, Rotherham were getting beat by Blackburn. Yeah. They actually got themselves safe for a little bit. And then they conceded twice in four minutes yeah. to go 2-1 behind. And that's Rotherham the way it goes equal- when you're down there, Rotherham equalised against Blackburn. And, yeah. you know, wow, it all blew up again. So. Yeah, yeah. But it could have been doomed for Chef Wednesday because they got a nil-nil against Forrest. So obviously, no offender playing on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Forrest missed a first-half penalty with Lewis Graben, didn't they? It was yeah. a good, very good save, actually. It, was a, it wasn't one of those penalties which was a good height for the keeper or anything. It was a damn good penalty it's save. It's funny because I saw a lot of Forest fans yeah. saying, uh, like, congratulating Graben. Yeah. Because they want, they're trying they to relegate Derby, Derby yeah. don't they? They want, they want Derby down. Yeah, yeah. they didn't, but, uh, didn't want their own... I mean, they have nothing to play for. They didn't yeah. want their own team to win just to relegate Derby. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah I mean, so North End, I mean, should go into it the same as... And, and the thing is with... The, go and win it. These, recent, it. these yeah. recent games, North End, when they've played sides like that, mm-hmm. have got the results they kind of expected of them. You know, Derby, Coventry, uh, Stoke was a draw, but again, not lost. These kinds of teams, 
they've delivered so far. I think they'll go there and they'll, they'll do what they've done in the last few away. They'll go, make it a scuffy first half, mm. not particularly adventurous, and then they'll grow into the game. Nick won in the second half. I could I could really see it mm. being a 1-0 win. I really could. Or yeah. a 0-0 or something like that. I can't see it being a goal fest. Now, Tom, what, when we sit here next week, yeah. we've, we've had a three-all <laughs> draw or something. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Jordan's story hat-trick. We've got a taste for it now. But yeah, I mean, so North End can go there with nothing to fear and, and hopefully finish strong for Frankie McAvoy's sake, if no one else. And I want to see Paul Gallagher play. I know. Please. Well, there was this thing after after the game on Saturday, we noticed that Gallagher was out on the pitch at the end. Frank, you know, like, no. we, we we sit in the we sit in the. I stand, don't want to hear you know, it. No, don't no, tell me. We, we we sit in the stand with our laptops on Zoom, waiting for the interview. The manager does one with Sky, where they put some boards up by the town end. You know, on the touchline, strong microphone. Yeah, and then then he walk, then the managers walk up to the executive, one of the executive boxes in in the Invincibles to do a Zoom call. But we noticed that Galley was stood by the tunnel, and then he had a quick walk on the pitch with the club secretary, and then he he, he went on a bit of a walk around the ground himself. So I don't know if it was a sort of I ain't going to be playing here again mm. sort of thing. I'll be on the coaching staff next season or what. But uh, you you've got to say. I asked McAvoy about it after the game, and he just said, "Look, I've I've decided to, you know, his approach to team selection was he needed points, he needed wins, and once he got those points, the lads in the team had turned around to him and said, "Look, we've earned you those points. Mm. We don't want dropping. We don't want resting at the moment." Yeah. Alan Brown mentioned Alan, it in, yeah. in 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 reference in the press conference last week. And I think other players had said the same. <laughs> so you can see why you're stuck with that core of players. But maybe at Forest, there is a little bit of leeway for him to change it, even if it's only bringing Galley on for a few minutes. Mm. Even if it's a few minutes for Louis Moulter, for example. I'm just yeah. plucking one out of the air. We've had this debate as well about wingers not getting in the team. Yeah. Sinclair, Sinclair, Anthony Gordon, missing, being he? unused subs all the way. You know, Big player, like, big, yeah. big big wage at the club as well, yeah. Sinclair, and just not, not being involved. It's, yeah. it, it's a strong... But he doesn't fit into the system at the McAvoy, moment. Unless it? you're going to play Sinclair as a striker, mm-hmm. he's not going to be... He won't fit comfortably as a wing-back, especially when, at times, when they're under the cosh, he wants that three at the back to become a five at the back with more sort of... a Cunningham's better as a wing back there. Yep. Barkhausen's got he can he's probably the most adaptable as a wing back who can go both ways. He can mm. offer a threat going forward. And he actually knows he can defend at times. Yeah. Not not as well as he attacks. But no. you could imagine Sinclair would like the defensive discipline to do it. And that's not discipline's probably the wrong word, but defensive aptitude to yeah. and go as would Anthony Gordon. So do you, do you give these players a quick run out on Saturday? I don't know. Sort of Gordon, he's going to go back to Everton. The, mm. the obviously they're not going to loan him again, and, and I don't think North End are in any particular rush to bring him back. So do you? I don't know. This sounds horrible, but do you waste a game? Do you waste in a sub appearance on Gordon just for the hell of it, or not? Mm. Or do you give a game or some game time more to someone who who may stick around or maybe deserves a game? As Ala Gallagher, if it's going to be his last one, yep. if Moult really reaches the end of his contract, if he's going to be leaving, 
do you give him one last hurrah, you know, at the ground where he scored the winner a, f- a couple of years ago? Or I don't know. It's a tricky one. Yeah, you look at the bench. We're all sentimental, aren't we? Yeah, you look at the bench, though, and you think... Uh, I'll look at the bench from Barnsley, and there's not many there that you look at and think, maybe you need to keep him sweet. Do you no. know what I mean? Like, mm. maybe Scott Sinclair is probably the only one in there. Sean Maguire's come in for game time here and there and yeah. can play as a number nine. Potts has, hasn't he? Potts yeah, has been Potts, has, Potts has featured regularly. Mm. And then Jason Malumbi, don't know what the future holds for him, so I you don't really it, owe him anything. He'll go back to Brighton. You yeah. won't be bringing him back. Emil Reese has, has featured regularly. Mm. And then, you know, Tom Bayliss has come on twice. He's getting low. He's had about two minutes. He, he can't complain, hole, yeah. can he? Against uh, against Coventry the other week, he must have got about forty <laughs> seconds on the pitch. I think he got. I think he got three. It was almost like a mascot. He wore a kit. Yeah, That's about yeah. <laughs> you know, wore a kit and yeah. got on the pitch. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he's had two minutes, so he can't complain. <laughs> yeah. But so there's probably only and and again, you don't know whether in the summer he'll go. Look, I've been waiting long enough. Mm-hmm. He might. He might choose to to do something different, and you can't begrudge that. You wouldn't mind a couple of nostalgia ones, though. You get, yeah. you, if you're going to be, you know, we're a sentimental bunch, you and me, aren't we, Tom? Come on. Oh, yeah. A Moulton, a, a Moulton Gallagher coming on for a few minutes. Get Hunt's know. in there as well. Yeah, oh, I'm not bothered. Get him, yeah. stick him in there. you got 100%. five subs, haven't you? you know, yeah. So we've made it the right time. Yeah. But then Took him again, up front if you have to. I'm yeah. not even bothered. But then what's the reaction when you put a sub on and you concede a goal or something or end up losing it, you know, and we, we, we get all the fl- <laughs> gets all the flack again, doesn't he? Oh, we and do. he's got to balance it with the rest of the squad because like you say like I, I asked Alan Brown what do you think about rotating and he's, he's, he's the one. well I'd be fuming yeah. <laughs> like, if he dropped me I'd be fuming you know he's, and he was saying that if if people blame better than him mm-hmm. and deserve it on merit then fair enough but yeah. don't just give it out for the sake of it and yeah. so he's got to balance that with the, the rest of the squad it's not gone well for them this season so mm. these players will be savouring every good performance every good yeah. enjoyable moment because they won't have had many this season no. mm-hmm. so to be taken out of a, a winning team yeah. is going to work a lot of people and, oh. and I don't think anyone's going to complain for someone like Gally no. but you know maybe yeah, Louis Moult's had a, a run of bad luck mm. and all this I'm not, not nothing against him but they might go, you know, or someone like Chad Evans, who's in, in decent form, or Emil Reese, who's had a bit of a run and, and wants a bit more. Why does he come in just for the sake of it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those. So it's it's interesting. And I think, as, as I was saying earlier, I think it's it, it shows that Frankie McAvoy can be strong as a manager as well, that Scott Sinclair, mm-hmm. who was a, a very big signing for the club, has barely got a sniff because he yeah. just doesn't fit in. No. And, that, and, and, and you can see people shoehorned in sometimes, can't you? Yeah. For, for that reason, yet. Just not happening. There was a couple of comments on the Facebook site from the, on the North End stories, and they, they were going, "Oh no, come on, McAvoy, prove you can play another way." You know, like, but this is the last game of the season. Is not suddenly a time after you've had three wins, two draws, and a defeat. Mm. It's not suddenly time to flip it to a four-three-three or four-four-two, going away from home and undoing that good work. I know he's not going to undo it in terms of safety or whatnot, the safe, but. May as well stick with what they've been doing. And he's that. got to think of continuity. Yeah. Pre-season, pre-season yeah. is the time when you. That's have what Alan Brown said as well, didn't yeah. he? He said he said pre-seasons when you get when when you rotate it, not during the season. Yeah. And and if he's if Frankie McAvoy's going to think of continuity, if he wants this job, which he probably does, mm-hmm. and he's he's performing in the way to keep the job, he'll go with a three-five-two through to the end of the season. Pre-season will come round. He'll play three-five-two and he'll play three-five-two into next season because yeah. that's that's what he feels suits. Yeah. PNE or what he knows best he wants two up front mm-hmm. he found that the three at the back gives him solidity and he's not conceding goals so why would you change it and the chances are in the summer that you bring people in who can fit into that 3-5-2 yeah. mm-hmm. so there's there's no 
sense in just changing it for the sake of it. And again, as PLE fans, would you rather see him change it and three goals go the other way because they changed it or carry on and another well-worked 2-0 win or something? Yeah. It, Look at the Brentford game, chasing mm. to four at the back and it didn't work, went back to the old system of a 4-2-3-1 four, four, yeah. and you know they got three goals put past them in the last quarter of an hour. Yeah, And we talk about these proven championship players. The thing is, Forrest, given the opportunity, Graben will put a couple past. So will yeah. Lyle Taylor. You know, yeah. if, if you're out of sorts or whatever... Yeah. You know, it's it's obviously not happening often enough for him, yeah. but Knockhart can cut inside and smash one in off his left foot. It, it's not out of the realms no. of possibility to get punished. Yeah, I'm sure as well when it comes to continuity and formation and whatnot, McAvoy will be thinking, look, if I do get the job, I'm sure in the summer he'll be thinking, yeah, I might stick with that formation. But in the transfer market, if they can do something which makes that 3-5-2 a little bit more fluid, because mm. he's admitted himself it's been a little bit functional, it's been quite not the prettiest of games at times, but he needed the points to win it. Maybe you know, even though sticking with the three-five-two, he might find uh, you know more natural wing back, for example. That's it, yeah. That's or you know, if he could get a little bit more link-up play between the the midfield and the attack, you know, because yeah. they've still know, got yeah. a centre back at right wing back and yeah. a winger at left wing back at times, and that's not mm. ideal at the end no, of the day. Is it? Exactly. So there's exactly. Little, little things yeah. like that that just could. Yeah link the lines yeah. together in but what way. we need to yeah, get the Forest game out of the way yep. maybe a couple of sentimental subs in there <laughs> yeah. and uh, then sort of gather the forts roll the beach towels out and yeah. uh, you know have a little bit of a break and then think about next season yeah and then cry as you watch Gallagher play his final game if that's the case <laughs> but um, we'll touch on it just as on well su- just on the subject oh. of Gallagher uh, go on I don't know we seem to be talking about Galli as if he's like 39, 40 he's 36 he's not He's, he's still fi- pretty old. He's, um, f- hey, I'm 52, <laughs> mate. I tell right, you. For so, a player. Yeah, for a player. So, I'll tell you, well, I wish I were 36. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's starting to get, you know, the, the veteran stage, but for, he's always kept himself pretty oh, fit. Yeah. I, I Definitely still, got the legs for it. I still think he's got another season in him. Mm. I really have, you know, yeah. but... Thing is with Whether your, he wants to. It's with your limitations on your squad size and things mm-hmm. like that. Do you mm-hmm. give a place to a, a 36, 37-year-old or whatever? I, I don't know. But, mm. uh, you know, he's not, he's not he's not quite finished yet, I don't think. I hope not. I hope mm. not. And we'll we'll touch on it briefly as well. Um, this might be the first people are hearing of us for, for the whole weekend. We're a bit, went a bit dark, didn't we, with the social media boycott to, you know, show support to victims of online abuse. And it was nice to see how many, in my opinion, how many people kind of joined in on it because unless a lot of people come together and make a strong statement, things won't change. And it's every week is that someone is getting abused and unless you make a big deal of it every week, nothing will change. And the only way these sort of companies will hear it is if it starts to affect their wallets and things like that and the less action going on on social media that affects it yeah I think it was a big statement this weekend I, I don't know how it will affect the tech companies in terms of profit or whatever or advertising yep. I don't think that was really the intention it's just look a statement this is yeah. what happens if we all come together and this is what could happen again in the future um, you know if, if you don't sort it out and to be fair it was it was really well supported by, or obviously all the all the different football clubs and organisations. Yeah, because uh, cricket very, got involved, yeah. and rugby league, and then like the media, it was a very big, you know, blackout by the rest of us, you know, and um, 
it, I think it worked well. And my timeline at three o'clock on Friday just went, you know, the only, mm. the only stuff I was scrolling through, I was scrolling through Twitter, I was only getting traffic reports. It just, <laughs> just shows who I follow on Twitter. Yeah, you that's know? what I was like. It's bizarre. Yeah. I was refreshing it. I was like, yeah, oh, there's nothing there's, here. There's nothing there's, happening. Yeah, here. yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Um, I was saying to you before we, before we started recording, obviously Man United and Liverpool kicked off and, and the fans Literally. were protesting there. Mm. And... Uh, I had no idea. <laughs> I, had, I was looking at like an hour after the game. And I was like, it still says kick off at half four. Like what, what's going on here? And it was so hard to kind of, was, normally I'd go on Twitter, refresh my feed and it'd be all over it. But yeah. then I had to like manually search our first world problem. But I had to kind of search out the information. And it shows that the difference when there isn't that information on hand and stuff like that, it was bizarre. One of the biggest games in the world mm-hmm. that was so affected. And to be fair, in my opinion, that's a way to that's a way to make a team of the United. Yeah, band. the only thing was with that one. I thought going into the stadium, yeah, it happened. But when they started throwing the stuff, you know, throwing the flares up towards the commentary box and things oh, like yeah, that, yeah. I think that that was just a couple of balloons getting involved at that point. You yeah. know, but no, the, you know, the protest. I thought that protest could have been that could have been the one which might have tempted some media organisations to mm. break this or individual reporters. Oh, I've got to get Man United and Liverpool being postponed out there, but they kept it off social media. You know, yeah. one one or two did, you know, yeah. but individually wise, reporter wise, most you know stuck to it. So yeah. good yeah. on them. Yep, and uh, hopefully it inspires a little bit of a little bit of change, and yeah. whether it has to happen again or whatever, I'm sure. Yeah. I did, you know, like I, I did miss being on Twitter. I got to admit, Tom, when mm. I was at the game, it was almost an instinct when when North End scored. Not to suddenly be typing yeah. goal and three o'clock Jordan and all the teams are announced and, and you're looking around. It was just bizarre. Yeah. Now we were still working because stuff was still going on the websites. Yeah, the amount of times people came up to me, hey, you're not working this afternoon. You can put your feet up. I thought, <laughs> no, hang on, <laughs> no, I'm still, yeah. I'm still doing the work. It's just not being signposted on Twitter yeah. you know, and, and and Facebook. You know, it was still going on the website. But that that instant communication of Twitter, it was strange not to be doing anything when they're yeah, also going. Yeah, because social in. media is such a a fabric of yeah. of everything, isn't yeah. it? Now, and it, yeah. it's such and I think a second it does, nature. And I think it it does make a difference in you know we're we're judged on web figures, Tom, in our profession. Mm. Let's not hide behind that. And the fact that some people couldn't access match reports, quotes, etc., on Twitter, they decided not to not to go looking for it. Mm. You know, so it, maybe it did affect us in that in a commercial way. But mm. I think it was the right thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah. We, and we we didn't hesitate as soon as no. it was happening it was it, we, we'd we, be, we, we wanted to we get were on board, board. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. And it, we weren't jump bandwagon jumping or anything it was a no. genuine thing you know I don't yeah. and I got very I got the, the, one guy on Twitter complained about my decision to do it because he wanted live he said I want to follow how North End are doing live well you know, fair yeah. fair play. That was his viewpoint, but my viewpoint was I'm, I'm joining in with a boycott. But yeah. otherwise, I thought I didn't. That was one complaint I got. Really, yeah, yeah. So. I think it was very well received, and a lot of the media outlets around here joined in with it as well. Yeah. Fan based ones, all sorts. So, mm. yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. Everyone got like it was. It was almost like the silence is deafening sort of moment, yeah. wasn't it? Where you look and there's just nothing. No, nothing. Going Even on. the teams who could have got pro- who got promoted, mm. you know, you, you Wigan look, surviving. Wigan survived. You like, you know, like against the, all the odds yeah. and all the the yeah uh, administration, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you look at um, Peterborough came up for example. Yeah. You know, they until this a while. morning suddenly the social media burst into life, but over the weekend nothing. Mm. Bolton, there was all that 
aggro in the car park afterwards, you know, fans turning up at the ground. In the end, they got a 96-minute winner scored against them, so they didn't go up. Mm. But just an interesting point, we were talking about protests and boycotts and things like that, the Man United-Liverpool stuff. I saw there was a reaction piece from one of the Nationals put on quite soon after the boycott ended um, on, on Monday night, going on about calling the Glazers the most toxic owners in football. <laughs> yeah. And someone rightly replied to him, hang on a sec, what about what about the Wigan, yeah. you know, the Wigan owner who basically, pl- you know, plunged them into, um, you know, administration. Under different names. <laughs> sold, sold players off at a car boot sale, as, a, as the guy described it. What about yeah. the Berry owner? Berry, who are Berry? Who are Berry They now? don't exist. They don't exist because of it, you yeah. know. Yeah, they're calling the you know obviously there's a lot of beef between the United fans and the Glazers quite rightly, yeah. but to call them the most toxic, I think you've got to look a little bit further yeah. down as well. We're, we're talking about clubs going out of existence here. Yeah, They're, that's yeah. more toxic. Portsmouth, to me. who went from winning the FA Cup to League Two, I yeah. mean Wigan, who yeah. won the FA Cup and were very nearly in League Two, yeah. but for, for this season, very they're out of existence. Yeah, uh, Coventry have only just getting back into yeah. their what would be their yeah. normally their home, all that sort of stuff. People. People at, people at Wigan, the staff at Wigan, not players, but players sold off cheap. Mm. But we're talking about people working behind the scenes, not earning a lot of money, made redundant yeah. because of like the, the the decision of an owner in the Far East who had never been to the place before. Yeah. Now, that's toxic to me. Mm. What the Glazers are doing at United is not great. You know, the amount of interest charging, yeah. how, how they borrowed the money to buy the club. And that, that's an issue and, you know, rightly United fans are angry about that and what happened with the Super League, mm-hmm. absolutely awful and they've got every right to protest but they are not <laughs> the most toxic. But they're still spending they're, 80 million yeah, on a the centre-half. <laughs> there, is still, there is still a club there. Yeah. There's, there's not they're not, a, it's not like they pulled the yeah. money out and they're, yeah. they're, they're not yeah. investing in no. them. Barry, Barry, and Barry are not in existence anymore. Uh, you yeah. know, other clubs have nearly gone out of existence. So let's just get a little bit of a, yeah. a, a feel on that one. So. Football exists outside of the Premier yeah. League. Mm-hmm. It's important to remember sometimes, isn't it? It, it is. It's, it, it's all too real for mm-hmm. clubs when you say toxic ownership. Yeah. Yet to band it around when they're spending 80 million on a centre half and, yeah. and mm-hmm. signing all these new contracts and this, yeah. that and the other. They're still investing heavily. If they'd stop spending money and things like that and were just complete, just taken out of the club, mm-hmm. then you could maybe understand it a little bit more. But, yeah. but I mean, then, uh, you know, that I can see totally with the United fans with the, you know, the European Super League idea. They mm. were one of the, you know, Joel Glazer, one of the, yeah. the pushers behind that too could have ruined football, mm-hmm. basically. So, complete beef there. Com- you oh, know. They deserve everything they get. Yeah, they, they, deserve, they deserve all the protests. You know, if you're, I'm sure if you're a United fan, you want them gone. But all I'm trying to say is that they are not the most toxic because <laughs> yeah. there's clubs who no longer exist because of what their owners have done. That's more toxic. Yeah. End, end of topic, Tom. Yes. I think, end I of think, topic and end of podcast, I, I think, think, actually. I think we've got on. Yeah, yeah I think so. we're, uh, we're getting there. But all I have to say is uh, make sure to keep in touch with us on, on Twitter. Now we're back on there. It's uh, at Tom Sandals, at Seds underscore LEP, and at LEP underscore football for all the uh, PNE stories that go out every day. At L- uh, oh, I did this last week as well. LEP.co.uk for uh, the website to keep in, uh, track of all the North End stories that go up every day. And they're also in the paper as well. So uh, I think all that's left to say, Dave, is thanks very much for listening. Yeah, just remember Forest Away is a half 12 kickoff on it Saturday, is. an early one. They're all on telly. Well, they all have to kick off simultaneously. I think yeah. I think Derby and uh, Chef Wednesday's a live one, isn't it? That's, Ooh, a, that's the one for tasty. the telly. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but make sure you tune in for the uh, 
16th versus 13th battle. Yeah, <laughs> Forest, Forest 12, 30 and the Gentry. That's the main thing. Yeah, that's it. The, yeah. The get involved. If you do get involved in Gentry Day and you're wearing a hat, take a picture of yourself, send it to, you know, send it to the, uh, put it on my Twitter, put it on yeah. Tom's Twitter. Well, you know. We're, we're Include it in the blog and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have a good look at him, you know, like, um, you know, join in. That's, that's, you know, we, we can't be together at the moment, but we yeah. can be together in other ways. So. Yeah, that's it. And just try and show the togetherness until we can finally get back on back on the ground yeah. from next season hopefully, hopefully this is the last game yeah. without well, fans yeah yeah. it was like a whole season Tom without fans at Deepdale you know it was bad enough for a handful at the end of last season but who would have thought that we would have gone to the whole 2020-2021 season yeah. without a fan inside Deepdale I know. 23 league games two more in the cup yeah. a couple of pre-season friendlies absolutely no one there it's heartbreaking the only time North End have played in front of fans was at Norwich, a thousand fans yeah. were allowed in on a pilot scheme. Luton and Luton, which went when you know the tier system when Luton were allowed fans in. Briefly. And that went swimmingly. Didn't yeah, it? it did. Yeah, so uh, got stuffed. No, but oh, the, the the minute we're all back in the stadium, oh, can't yeah. come a minute too soon. Get me to Bamber Bridge in the sun. Yeah, pre-season. With a beer. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. Just to, you know, just a bit of normality. You know, like, we all feel better when it happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, until next week, thank you very much for listening. Thank you.